Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters. That's the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. I'm Bruce Johnson, joined of course by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello everybody. And we are talking about current events today since it is yet another current events Monday, but it is the first of the month, which is our new tradition. This is the third time we've done this tradition. First of the month, first Monday of the month, we have our special fact or fiction episode. And uh, in case you're new, this is a fun game we play where basically I spend a few hours combing over all the sites I would never, ever, ever visit for any other reason. CNN, MSNBC, etc., fake news sites, uh, looking for just hilarious headlines or seeking inspiration for what I think the liberal news media might release. And um, that causes me to either come up with some fake but hopefully realistic sounding article <laughs> names, headlines. They normally are. Yeah, hopefully. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate the. Uh, <laughs> Except, thank you for, I, I do have to say that it, it it isn't quite hard because you can go to insane degrees and it still sound correct. That's like fair. we're getting to the point so crazy. where where Babylon B articles start sounding I, real. I know you can't even tell anymore. It's like, yeah. Um. So then Jacob has to determine whether or not what I've written you know, is what I've actually written or it's actually not what I've written, if it's a headline. So he has to figure out whether the headline I read to him is fact or fiction. And uh, that is our our monthly game we play. And then he also has to rate it. So we've bounced between a sanity score or an insanity score. I think let's go for an insanity score this time. How in, insane is this, is this headline um, on a scale of 1 to 10? So he has to say whether he thinks it's a fact or fiction, fictitious or real, why he thinks that, and then rate it. So, and then we've got a theological wrap-up at the end, and I've titled the wrap-up today, Every Square Inch. So that'll make more sense, hopefully, later on. Or you can, that's a hint, you could probably figure out where that's going. All right, but before we do that, we have to do what we always do, which is talk about our verse of the week. Our verse this week is Psalm chapter 24, verses 9 through 10. This passage says, Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. And that's Psalm 24, 9 through 10. And I want to actually, for today... We're going to talk more about this on Wednesday, and Jake has some other stuff he's going to bring in. But I also want today to go back to the beginning of this passage and read through Psalm 24, 1 through 2. This passage says, The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and those that dwell within. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. And that's Psalm 24, 1 through 2. Um, and I found this great I, we like to, you know, look at different commentaries and especially Calvin's commentaries and, and stuff like that. When we're trying to figure out uh, how do we talk about this verse? What's, you know, when we're studying this verse for ourselves to learn about the context and what it means and all that. Um, and I found this wonderful quote from Calvin's commentaries talking about this, this particular passage, this chapter of Psalms, actually the Psalm, um, but discussing verse two, Calvin discusses how the kingship of Christ over everything is plain through his creation. And he says, quote, the psalmist here 
in verse 2, confirms the truth that men are rightfully under the authority and power of God, so that in all places and countries they ought to acknowledge him as king. And he confirms it from the very order manifested in the creation, for the wonderful providence of God is clearly reflected in the whole face of the earth. And that's from Calvin's commentaries on verse 2 of, of this psalm, Psalm 24. So, again, this all-encompassing um, kingship of Christ is made plain through his creation. It's something we see, again, in like Romans 1, right? It, the, the truth has been made plain to them. It couldn't be more obvious. They have no excuse for acting the way they do, for being foolish and saying in their hearts, there is no God, right? That's what the fool says in his heart. They have no excuse for that. And Psalm 24 here is saying that too, right? He has founded his kingship. He founded the world upon the seas, established it on the rivers. It's, it's obvious in the creation of even the water that, that God created the world and is Lord over it. And he's Lord over everything in it the world and those who dwell within it. So we're going to get more uh, in depth into this concept, into this idea and talk about some specifics um, during the theological wrap up. But I think this is a pretty good way to wet your whistle on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's get into fact or fiction. I have nine headlines today, Jake. <clears throat> and this week Are we going to get through all nine? Probably not. We almost never do. That's fine. Um, this week was a trickier week because I don't know. It was just, I think we were talking about this in the pre-show, but DeSantis, I don't exactly know what he did this week, but it must've been incredible because the, the fake news media hates him right now. <laughs> like they just cannot say enough bad things about him. They're, they just can't drag his name through the dirt enough, which <clears throat> is, he, he must've done something incredible. Um, because up until this point, they've just been ignoring him. And I, I was telling Jake, I'm like, I think now they realize he's probably going to win. And they're like, oh, shoot. Now we actually this have is to, a chance. Yeah. Yeah. We actually have to go toe to toe with this guy. Dang it. We and they're like, we know how to deal with Trump. You just you just, you know, call him a name and he'll go ballistic because he's just, you know, he's a kid basically at heart. But DeSantis is a grown up and acts like a grown up and is mature. And. They don't know what to do with that yet. <laughs> like he, he has both sides of the coin. He actually does things. He gets stuff done. He does it well. And he's mature about it. And they're like, uh, this is weird. <laughs> like, you actually want to do stuff? What? So obviously they hate him for that. Um, so as I was kind of trudging through some of the DeSantis stuff, I picked out some inspiration, some articles. Um, so here we go. Headline number one, Jake, you all set for this? Yes. Headline one, Ted, uh, fact or fiction, tiny living robots made from human cells surprise scientists. Fact or fiction? Uh, uh, okay. Um, that's definitely possible. I, I think this is fact. I'm going to go with fact on this one. Okay. Uh, insanity score. Wait, wait, living robots made out of cells? Human cells. Human cells? Tiny like, living robots made from human cells surprise scientists because they're doing some interesting things. They're doing strange things. Two. If two was, if two, if like one is the best, 
five is insane. Because I'm like, I don't know, I could see that being something. Aside from it being a darkened world that we're in, I could see that being an advancement in actually helping in the medical industry and stuff, helping, like, fight off bacteria, stuff like that, you know, whatever. You know, helping to fix yeah. things, like, if they sent, if those nano robots, whatever, could could go in and, like, do mock surgery or something like that, or prepare oh, yeah, for yeah. surgery or something like that. Like, yeah. then then that that's useful. But, given our world, they're going to be, they're going to use it in a wrong way. Yeah. So, I'll go with the two, because I would say one, but given this world, I'll go two. So, yeah, that's what I'll do. You, sir, are correct. This is a fact, and I actually concur with your uh, insanity score there. I don't think it's too insane. To me, the most insane part about this is is that they're surprising the scientists. Like, they're acting in ways they didn't expect them to, and it's a little That's scary. a little creepy. Yeah, yeah, which is a little, like, uh, uh-oh. Oh, we didn't know they could do that. What else did you not know they <laughs> could do? Yeah, right, right, that's not what you want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Scientists like, hey, boss, check out what this AI is doing. This is, I didn't know it would do this. <laughs> <sighs> So. Next, is it going to say, humans are evil. Let's kill them. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's... Robot it's takeover. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, I mean, that might be a good discussion topic episode sometime, because would God ever actually let that happen? As post-millennialists... No. Do you think that... Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, think... I would immediately say no. Like, yeah. I, I could maybe see a future in which robots are helping... Right. Like in ways, but like maybe we get a little too dependent on them and we become lazy and then we have to change yeah. the way we live and the way we use technology in the future, maybe. Yeah. But them actually taking over and I think it's a little far fetched the idea of robots gaining sentience. Like that's a little outside of <clears throat> the biblical mandate or like the right. biblical construction it, and we've talked about this when elon musk the whole elon musk ai thing was happening yeah. we were like well you, a we already know the secrets to the universe right They're yeah in the, in the bible yeah. and b you can't have like that sentience that he's looking for without a soul and so yeah. if you don't if you don't have a soul which a robot never can that's and i think right. that's interesting too because like we're created in the image of god what does god do he creates creates beauty he creates life he creates all these different things right and so to a certain extent we desire to do the same thing we desire yeah. to create music to create cars to create societies to create art to you know language yeah. books beauty all this right the one thing we can't create though is what god breathed into us the breath of life right like it's so it's literally god's breathing into us that turned us from a pile of ash or dust to a living and, and, sentient person yeah. soul you know i think also to that same point like we can't create things to the same degree or to the same beauty that god can right right there's a limit the, there there is a question can we will we in the future yeah i don't think we ever will and i don't think okay. that that's we should strive to yes we're, we're striving for christ mind christ likeness right. right like that's what we should be striving for and so, of course, beauty and um, skill and all those different things are Christ-like. 
but I don't think we should do it to be like, we are like God. Now we're like the most, we can replace God. I think is the difference there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Next headline, fact or fiction quote, one more year. The signs are all there says Bill Gates, announcing the end of comfortable modern life unless we tackle the climate crisis. Fact or fiction? <laughs> uh, I think, for the most part, this is fact, except for the fact that they would say one year. Because they don't... They want to push that. They want to say we're all going to die, but they don't want there to be anything for anyone to actually check. For real, like think of like evolution. They say a million years ago, no one was alive yeah. a million years ago. No one has any clue. So, so it's kind of the same thing. No one will call yeah. them out on it. Yeah, like with even with like five or ten years, at least yeah. within five or ten years, people might have forgotten that he said that. But one year is a little little low, a little low. So I'm gonna go fiction on this one. Uh, insanity scorn. I mean, you got to put like four or five, m- most likely five, because it's Bill Gates. Anything he does is a five. Um, mm. When we talk about insanity, um, yeah. And I think I'll just leave it there. I, I don't think there's any much more explaining. But yeah. Darn it! Come on, I was so close. I almost stinking fooled you. I should have gone with like. Four years or something. Yeah. You're totally right. <laughs> what was the actual know. headline? Because you base that off of something, right? I usually do. There was a collection of headlines yeah. that there was the big climate um, conference or whatever that just happened this mm-hmm. last week or something. And so they were all, you know, oh, we got we to gotta end this. We got to end that. We got to stop doing this. We got to stop doing that. We got to yada, 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 right? So that they can mm-hmm. be in control of our lives and micromanage literally everything we do for absolutely no reason. Right. So... Under the guise of happening. climate change, yeah. But surprisingly, all their doom and gloom reminded me of a certain theological bent we disagree with very often. <laughs> and yeah, um, I just, I couldn't help but notice all the different, like, this is coming and then that's going to happen and look forward to this because when that happens, you're going to see this. And then, and then once you, Ooh. you know, more humans are born and they're going to start breathing more and that's going to cause this to happen. And then, then the end will come. <laughs> right. <laughs> and right. Like you guys are the pre-millennialists hmm. of the secular world. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> it was just very interesting. So I worked that in. I'm like, uh, one more year, the signs are all there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I picked up on that a little bit. Yeah. I was thinking so. that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Next headline, fact or fiction. Biden admin signs new climate pact to shut down all U.S. coal plants. Fact or fiction? <laughs> I don't even have much to say about this. I, I think I, I haven't followed too much the... The coal, fuel, all that type of stuff, fossil fuels. Just know, if we don't use coal, most of the electrical grid goes down. Yeah. Just saying. What the, that headline if, is saying, if this cutting. Is real, if this is real, we won't have power. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, like is, that's where electricity comes from. If this like, is real. you know, they're pushing for electricity, right? right. And, and first of all, Texas can't handle it. Texas, 
Like their grid is is shutting down. They're having brownouts all the time because of everybody on the electrical grid. And and even California, they're telling people, hey, you can't use electricity at this time. Yes, the latest Apple update in their home app has like green times, clean times when you can use energy and when you shouldn't use energy and suggested times. I get those notifications all the time. Hey, you might want to, you know, stop using electricity right now to so that it's cleaner or whatever and all this garbage. I'm like, oh my word. Like, yeah. 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 It's so insane. Well, here's the crazy thing. They're like mm-hmm. pushing for us to get on electricity for everything. Right. And then at the same time, they're trying to shut down electricity. It's just yeah. like, okay, I see your farce. Like before we kind of knew you just hated us and you wanted to, you know, basically kill us all. Um, but now we definitely know it. <laughs> before we just kind of knew it now we're like oh you don't want me to eat you don't want me to uh drive you don't want me to have a ceiling fan you don't want me to have yeah. lighting you don't want me to okay so you just hate my guts i got it okay yeah <laughs> like oh yeah. message received loud and clear <laughs> so i'll go i'll go um i'll go fact on this one and insanity score i'll go four no five five because for the same reasons that we were just saying, like we're, you know we're now seeing ten, right? What is that? You no, know the scale goes up to ten, right? Does it? Yep. Oh, I thought I thought the scale was like one to five. I was like, man, you're being very conservative on these numbers. Just like half. Well, all the ones that I put five on, all the ones 10. that I put five on at this point are ten now. That makes so, so much more sense. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, yeah. Dick's in a really good mood today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what? Actually, this one, if if I have that much range of motion, then um, I'll go nine, eight, eight, nine, because it makes a little bit sense from their worldview. And I bring this up every single time. Like I, I, I put it in perspective of their worldview and stuff. You know, without a god, this makes sense. Yeah. Like they hate us. What what are they doing? What's what's their overall goal? They want power. The best way to yep. get to get power is fear, and which has seemingly worked out for years. I mean. Yeah. That's how. That's what Hitler did. I mean, that's yeah. why Hitler did as well as he did. He said that the Jews were evil people and that they They're wanted kill to kill you. you all. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's how we got it. That's how yep. that's how we took over. And that's how every regime has taken over is through fear. That's yeah. exactly what they're doing here. So it, they're doing it very very well. Like yeah. evil has learned throughout the years how to deceive better and better. We just have to start becoming better and better at at noticing it and noticing that they had patterns history repeats itself yep. so I'll go all right that. that is fact biden administration okay. did sign a new climate pact to shut down all u.s coal plants effective yeah. immediately like what, what is this there are more details in the article below so i would yeah. encourage people to check that out bonkers <sighs> absolutely bonkers this is an outrage and a previous generation, this this would be this is this is war. This is how dare you? That's how we literally do anything. This is literally how we have electricity. Like, yeah. really? Yeah. Re- and yeah. Well, this is a nation under judgment. So there we are. Um, all right, rapid fire. I've got a minute left. Fact or fiction? Ex CNN host Chris Cuomo is open to voting Trump over Biden in 2024 election. 
That's too insane to be fact. <laughs> Sorry, too insane to be fiction. That's, I think I, I think I'll put that down as a fact. You are um, correct. That is fact. Sorry, I did say rapid fire. I'm going to move to the next one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without good. the intended yeah. score? Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah. Go so, ahead. yes, that is fact. Chris Cuomo said he is open to voting for Trump in 2024. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, well, <clears throat> I really hope Trump isn't the nominee. Will you vote for, you know, the better person? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. DeSantis, please. Uh, I, I right, wonder. I, yeah. Well, we can talk about it at some other point. Okay. Well, what were you going to say real, real quick or? Yeah, I mean, like, it, it further shows the fact that I, I personally think Trump is a farce. Like, oh, he's there as a puppet. I've heard, I've heard not, this. not, not, he's like a Democrat. Like, a rhino, in a sense. We we say yeah. rhino, but in a sense, he's he's pushing for all these right-wing things. But I think he's just he just did that in the very beginning to get yeah. everybody on his side. And mm-hmm. now he's pulling the Republican party to the democratic side, because yep. before he v- ran on the Republican ticket, he was a Democrat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, what, what happened? I think, um, Shannon joy on the Steve day show says the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, and I've heard a few other people say that too. Yeah. It's interesting. All right, here we go. Texas sues Pfizer for allegedly misrepresenting its COVID-19 vaccine efficacy. Fact or fiction? I think I saw this article. Darn it. A fact. 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 I think I saw that one. I'm just like, okay, two years later, really, Texas? Where were you two years ago, pal? Three years ago. I mean, it's 2023. They started doing this in 2021, January. Where the heck were you, pal? Yeah. Yeah. Science takes I'm glad they're doing it. I'm glad they're doing it, right? They can't go in the past and change what they didn't do. Yeah. So you can only move forward. But still, why did it take you two years? How many people died because you didn't do this sooner? Like, what the heck? Um, all right. Last one. In shocking move, Democrats unveil what NR, uh, NRA, the NRA National Rifle Association, calls the biggest compromise of the 21st century. Democrats unveil what the NRA calls the biggest compromise of the 21st century in terms of the, a gun bill. Fact or fiction? That that article is a little confusing to me. I'll go fact, just rapid fire. Okay, but I'm not entirely sure. It's actually fiction, but the real headline is this: Democrats unveil what NRA calls most sweeping gun prohibition bill of the 21st century. So, if you thought they were cracking down on firearms before, buckle up. It's about to get ten times worse. All Which right. recently that I was hearing the Supreme Court voted on some gu- gun legislation that was actually very good. Oh, like, wow. not voted, and I'm they sorry. Voted the um, right way. Yeah, they went the right way with it uh, yeah. for a bunch of things. Like, I heard it was, it was several cases, gun cases, that went correct, went the good way um, on a lot of things. So I wonder if this is like they're trying to push against that. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Like, dang it, why'd you vote like that? We gotta fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Communism rules. I think these um, years of Supreme Court justices are very interestingly good. Like, we oh, look at... the results. I, you, which yeah. is weird, because the actual people in there are, are not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so like, but the, the results are turning out very well. Whether Clarence yeah. Thomas has a bigger influence than we way. think... 
maybe. Um, yeah, true. Wouldn't that be true. nice? Yeah, but look at—I mean, look at Roe v. Wade being overturned. Yeah, that's that's a huge one. How did yep. that ever happen? I think partially because Amy Comey Barrett was a Trump appointee because RBG was like clinging to life and like, no, I'm not going to get yeah. out of here. And it turns out she's the reason we actually overturned Roe v. Wade. So thank you, yeah. RBG. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Let's get into our theological wrap-up for today, which I've titled Every Square Inch. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell within. For he has founded it, founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Psalm 24. To most of you listening, I'm sure this next statement will sound vaguely familiar, but I think it's worth declaring and redeclaring that Christ is King of all. The entire earth is the Lord's. All languages, nations, and peoples are included. No one is left out. There isn't a thing on earth or in the heavens above that doesn't belong to the Lord. We are all bound by the same laws and we're created by the same God. And we were all created to serve the same king. The fall did not change this. The natural conclusion to this fact is that nothing in our life is left as neutral ground. That's important. Nothing in our life is left as neutral ground. This is a glorious thing because if things were ever left on their own, apart from their creator, they'd most certainly go horribly wrong. If things are left to their own devices apart from God, they would most certainly go horribly wrong. We catch glimpses of this every time a murder occurs, tyranny strangles the people of a nation, or sodomite parents raise confused and deflated children. Our cosmic treason is us trying to burst the bonds of God's perfect law. And just like the rules our parents gave us when we were children, the perfect law of God is there only for our good. It also cannot be stressed enough that this perfect law relates to everything we do. Hence my, you know, constant talking about how there's no such thing as neutrality, right? This perfect law relates to everything we do. Whatever you do, in, deed, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Colossians 3.17 Every single facet of our lives should be aligned with biblical wisdom. We should be taking every thought captive for Christ, being careful not to leave anything behind in our lives that's not aligned with the word. This takes work, and it's the sort of work that goes on until you die. It's the constant transformative renewal of the spirit. Quote, be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12, 2. Biblical wisdom is a huge part of this conversation. We're talking about every square inch of the earth belonging to Christ. Biblical wisdom is really important in this conversation. If you're biblically wise, you are a person who knows how to apply, how to apply biblical principles in every area of life. And you can do this because you're constantly learning from the word. You make it a point to meditate on the law of God as frequently as possible. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Psalm 1, 1 through 2. If you're wisely applying 
Uh, if you are to wisely apply all of scripture to all of life, you have to be someone who talks about it constantly with the people around you, right? This can't just be head knowledge that you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's sort of there. No, you have to be talking about this all the time, always thinking about this, always exercising the law of God in your mind and in the real world because it applies to the real world. So exercise it there. You should, And you should certainly be someone who teaches it constantly to your children. And these words that I command you today, today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise, Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7. Remember, though, what the psalmist said in Psalm 1, verse 2. His delight is in the law of the Lord. We don't just meditate on the law of God because we have to. Oh, I got to study the Bible. Dang it. All right. Well, something I have to do, right? I'm a Christian, so it means I have to do that, right? <clears throat> we don't just do it because we have to. We do it because we want to. It brings us joy. Obviously, we shouldn't let our lives revolve around our emotions, right? But if meditating on the word of God is not a joyful activity for you and your household, it might be time to step back and examine why. Idolatry creeps in from so many angles. We should be watchful that we're not filling ourselves up with the temporary shallow joy of worldly things. We're so full of worldly shallow joy that we have no space left to find joy from reading the Bible, from engaging in the word. Right? That's a huge problem, and that comes from idolatry. <clears throat> we appreciate the physical blessings God has given us, but we should, of course, always be mindful of their order in our affections. Finally, a word about seeking answers. We need to go where the wisdom is. If you've read through Proverbs or even the book of Psalms, you'll know that one of the most repeated themes is the counsel you keep. <clears throat> the people you are surrounded by matter immensely. We can make up all kinds of excuses to keep from coming to terms with this, but ultimately we can't deny that it's dramatically important to surround ourselves with wise people. Pastor Longshore put it really well when he said, people shape us more than we want to admit, and we quickly believe that certain people have it together. We look up to role models, but trouble arises when they are the wrong ones. Consequences follow hanging around with the wrong people. But there's an upside. We reap the benefits of good company. Quote, whoever walks in the, uh, with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Proverbs 13, 20. Wisdom is found among the wise. Hang out with the wise, become wise. <clears throat> Hang around fools, become like them. Wisdom for Kings and Queens by Jared Longshore, Pastor Jared Longshore, pages 112 through 1. I'm sorry, 111 through 112. So to recap, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Christ is king of all, which means that nothing is outside his kingship. Nothing is neutral, not our businesses, not our music, not our food, and not our civil governments. When we realize this fact, we naturally ask, so what does this mean for me? Right? If, if Christ is king of everything, my business, my music, my food, my civil government, my nation, everything I do, okay, got it. Now what? What does that mean for me? It means we need to get biblical wisdom. We need to learn how to love God's wisdom and apply scripture to every part of our lives. And we need to learn how to do it joyfully, not just to contrive joy, not just a fake joy, but actual joy. We find actual joy in living Christian lives, in living the way God designed us to live, in studying his word. That should actually bring us real joy. Um, <clears throat> and finally, it means we'll probably need to change up our lives quite a bit. How we talk to others, how we think 
our jobs and who we work for, and maybe even where we live. Loving God with everything he gave you, that's a heart, a soul, a mind, and your strength is not a simple task, but it's the reason we were created. Quote, but you are a chosen race, a, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. First Peter 2, verse 9. Thank you all for joining us on this here fact or fiction episode. We appreciate it. Don't forget, our website is trdshow.net. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. We're looking forward to seeing you on Wednesday when we are breaking down our brand new book. You've seen it on Jake's shelf and my shelf. That is God Rest Ye Merry by Douglas Wilson. Why Christmas is the Foundation of Everything. Tremendous book. And we're breaking down the first chapter on our Wednesday episode. So join us on Wednesday for that. And um, we'll see you then. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord. <laughs>